Well, it's a good day today. In the last song, Good, Good Father, boy, we have a good, good father. Good, good father. Just imagine you are 75 years old. You got your house set up, everything just like you want it. No worries. Then all of a sudden you get a word from God saying, I want you to move to this place where I'm going to show you. Well, God, I'm comfortable right here. What do you mean you're going to move to a place? Where, is it north, south, east, or west? Move to this place where I will show you. Then without a doubt, you say, okay, everybody pack up. Wife, son, daughters, uh, not son, but nephews, let's go. So you pack everything up and you move to this place where God is going to show you. And on the way, God tell you that you're going to be the father of many nations. And your seed will be blessed. But at this point, you don't have a son. You don't have a child at all. But when you left, you were 75. Then you get 99. Then God tell you, said, your wife will conceive a son. You're 99 and she's 90. Now, in that situation, what would you think? Probably just like Sarah did because she, she, she mumbled under her voice. Now, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, but yet and still, he did not falter. He kept his faith. He kept believing. And God gave them a son. Then right after that, God told him, no, I want you to go and we're going to sacrifice your son. So here it is, you waste all this time to get a son. And then God wants you to put that son on the altar. But yet and still, your faith never faltered. You still believe that you're going to be the father of many nations and your seed will be blessed. So you take your son out to the place where you're going to sacrifice him. And you know it's really bad when you put the wood on your son's back so he can go up to his own, his own sacrifice. So Isaac looked back and told him, said, well, Father, we got the fire, we got the wood, but where's the lamb? Know what Abraham told him? God will provide himself a sacrifice. Never faltered. Even at the time when he raised the knife to kill his son, he's yet believed that he will be the father of many nations and his seed will be blessed. And God provided him a sacrifice, a ram in the bush. See, the pastor has been teaching on faith. And today, we'll continue with that. You got to have faith. But we'll continue living a life of faith. So if you have your Bibles, your iPad, your telephone, whatever you use to chase the word, whatever your sword is, would you raise it for a confession? Repeat after me. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. I am not moved by how I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe the word of Father God. And this that I hold in my hand is Father God's word.
I am who Father God said that I am. I can have what Father God said I can have. Father God, thank you for equipping me with your word. Now, Father, right now, we thank you for this time. Father, I, I decrease that you may increase. Father, the words I speak on this day are not mine. Father, that you will speak to your people to let, them, to let them know what you want, give them the word that you want them to have on this day. And, Father, we thank you that they will never be the same once this word go forth. From this point forth, Father, we are changed. We can't go back to where we were. And, Father, we rely on you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you, we bless you, and we appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. You know, sometimes when we think of faith, we think of this unexplainable detail in our life. Because if you have faith, you know, everybody look at things blindly. Well, I got faith that this is going to happen. I got faith that, 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 that what, what I believe is coming to pass. But faith is no mystery. You know, five or six times in the Bible, the word says, the just shall live by faith. And if God expects for us to live by faith, then we need to know what this life of faith looks like. We got to know what we have to do to have this life of faith. So we're going to start off with brief definition. We're going to, a lot of us going to be review of what Pastor already taught and if you haven't heard any of the messages on faith, please go online because it will really bless you. When I, when I started studying for this series, it was so many things that came up and I, I got excited. Man, I was in my room just jumping up and down because it was new revelation about faith. So go back and listen to the message if you haven't heard them before. All right, let's start at the beginning with the definition, what is faith? Okay, Webster Dictionary defines faith as a firm belief in something for which there is no proof, complete confidence. Now, that's the wealth of definition. We don't have any proof, but we have complete confidence that this thing is coming to pass. Now, the Uggers Bible Dictionary defines faith as the conviction of the reality of the truths and facts that God has revealed based solely upon the testimony of God. So we believe God based totally on what he said, based totally on his word. Now, the Bible defines faith. They use Hebrew 11.1. 1. It said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, the Greek substance, the, the meaning for substance is a standing under a support or a title deed. Now, when we read uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That, 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 that bridge that holds it up, that title deed that whatever you're hoping for is already done. You have the title deed to it. But you know, we have to know what faith is for us. It's not good that someone tell you how to have faith in God. You have to know it for yourself. So let us, let, let's take a look at what is known about faith and a few misconceptions. And maybe it's best for me to tell you what faith is not, for you to realize what faith is. The first one, living a life of faith is not idly waiting on God to do something. 
God is not going to do anything else. The scriptures say he has given you all blessings in heavenly places. He has given you all things that deal with life and godliness. When he went to that cross, he said, it is finished. Oh, but Joe, somewhere in the scripture said, uh, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up wing as eagles. The scripture does say that, but it's a different type of weight. This weight is the intertwining and anticipation. It don't mean the same thing in the Western world. Now, we say wait. Man, I got to wait at this red light. You mean I got to wait till my wife come out of the store? But this is a different kind of wait. But God is not going to do anything else. So it's up to us on how we're going to develop our faith. Because the word said that he has given everybody the measure of faith. So how are you going to develop what the, the, the measure of faith that God has given you? Are you going to be an Abraham and live a life of faith? No, God has done everything. The only thing we have to do is believe his word. Let me, let me give you, let me give you a, an example for everybody got kids. You go to the grocery store, your kids yapping and hollering. So you buy ice cream, you buy the nuts that go on top of the ice cream, you buy the little candy sprinkles, you buy the chocolate fudge, you buy the caramel, you buy all this stuff. So you bring it home. And he said, y'all can have all the ice cream. Then you tell your kids, y'all can have all the ice cream you want and everything that goes on it as long as you finish your dinner. Now, what else do you need to say? Nothing. Everything is left up to that child. If he wants ice cream with nuts on top and the sprinkles and the caramel and all that stuff, he has to finish his dinner. And God has set the table for us the same way. He has given us all things to deal with life and godliness. The only thing we have to do is step into it. We have to know the word for ourselves. Okay, faith is just not the second one. Faith is just not having high hopes. You know, we can't go into blindly thinking about things going to happen. See, if we're believing and we have faith, we have a tenacity for an expected end. Just like Brianna's. We should have a tenacity for that expected end because we know what the Word says. We know what God has said about this particular thing. So we don't have high hopes about it. We have an expectation that this thing is going to come to pass. And we have it with a tenacity. You know, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace of not an evil to give you an expected end. See, God already knows for that expected end. And not only we wait for it with a tenacity, but we wait with confidence, knowing that this is going to happen. Because the word said, this is the confidence that I have in you. That if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us. And if you hear us, then we know we have the petition that we desire of you. So we not only wait for it with tenacity, but we wait for it in confidence, knowing that God is more than able to perform what he has said. Number three, faith is not a thing you do to get something. Now, I believe in that. Now, I believe in 
Name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it. Believe it or receive it. Or doubt it or do without it. I believe those things. But faith is not just wanting, to, I mean, it's not waiting on, on, on a thing. Faith is a lifestyle created by the knowledge of what you are entitled to. Faith is not the power to receive, but faith is the power to produce. See, in Genesis 2, when God created man, and he breathed life into him, guess what else he breathed into him? His faith. We have the same created power that God used to create this world. So our faith shouldn't be to get. Our faith is to produce the things that we require. We have created powers. And faith has certain attributes. And I'm going to go through them one by one. Faith, number one, faith is believing. Abraham believed God and what is credited to him as righteousness. See, Abraham believed God's call, his promise, and his plan. Let me go to Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for him that cometh through him must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You know, we must first believe that God is God. Before you come to him, believe that he's, he's God. But as a second thing to that belief, you not only believe who he is, but believe he's willing to do what he said he can do. Go to another scripture, Mark eleven twenty two and 23, one of my favorite scriptures. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Now, this scripture, what do you receive? Shall believe in those things which he shall say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he say. You don't have what you say. People misinterpret that scripture. Oh, the Lord said, I can have whatever I say. The Lord said you can have what you believe once you see it. So faith is a belief. We have to believe. Faith is believing in what God says, although we, not, we, do, we do not see the whole picture. I want to go to Romans 4 and 19 to the 21st verse. And this is dealing with Abraham. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not in the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So you've got to know what God has promised, he's able to perform. And faith is also believing based on what we know. 
what we know of ourselves and not what we know of ourselves. See, when we know who we are in Christ, if you don't get nothing else today, I want you to get this. Romans 10 and 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, we have to know who we are in Christ. We have to know that. We have to spend time in the Word. You know, in, it's four times in the Scripture, in, in Abaca, it said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright, but the just shall live by his faith. Three more times in Scripture it said, The just shall live by faith. Now, who is the just? We're the just. We are. And God said that we have to live by faith. See, if you never get into the word, you'll never know what are those great, exceedingly great and precious promises. You'll never know what they are. You know, when I was studying over, this, over, over, um, over the lesson, I ran across a scripture that that. Very familiar to me, but I, it never struck me the way it did. That's why they say the word of God is living. And I don't know if you can pull this up, but I want to go to Mark 4. I didn't have it in my notes. And I'm going to start at the 14th verse. The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they heard it, Satan come immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but the time. Afterwards, when affliction and prosecution arises, for the world's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as heard the word, received it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, It is the counter brought to put under a bat, under bushel, or under a bed. And not to be set on a candlestick, for there is nothing hid which shall be manifest, neither was anything kept secret, but that it shall come abroad. Now this is what got me, because I never paid attention to the scripture, I always read over it. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. With what measure you met, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. See, when we hear the word, the more word that we get into us, the more word God confirms. See, it's like giving. He said, giving it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. For the same measure you you be measured back to you again. Jesus said the same thing here about the word. 
And all this time I've been reading that scripture, it never dawned on me what he was saying. He's saying when you hear and receive the word, that same measure that you receive is what God will confirm. See, we're only limited by our knowledge of, our, of, of what, what, what God said about us. That's the only thing limiting our faith is what, knowing what God has said about us. That's why we need to know the word for ourselves. Hearing, faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, when God put his word in us, we have creative powers. And we can shift this atmosphere by what we believe. We either move angels or we move demons by what we say and what we believe. Now, God said his angels excelled in strength, hearkening to the voice of his word. Who gives his word voice? We do. He said that angels minister to those who will err to salvation. Who will err to salvation? We are. In the morning when we get up, our angels should be jumping up and down because we're going to give them an assignment. Say, yo, I got something to do today. When we get up, we say, angels go forth. And cause all our situations, all our circumstances to work out according to our confession of faith. Whatever it is, the angel's ready to move. Just like the angels are excited, the demons should be sorely dismayed. Now picture this. A lot of you are not military. Satan called his formation every morning. All his demons lined up. He come out and say, okay, demon number 19... You got the Williams today. Well, demon 19 looked down the line and see demon 36. Said, man, no, look, demon 36 still got footprints on his head. I don't want to go. See, demons should be shaking in their boots when they're assigned to us. Because we have the power over them. He has given us authority. So every demon should be shaking in the boots when he got our assignment. Go to the flowers house. Oh, no, I ain't going over there. I'm not going. Have them receive, have them refusing orders. The devil have to send them to NJP, Article 15, because they failed to report. That's how things should be in our life. Our words either move angels or cause demons to tremble because of the greater power that God has given us. Okay, faith is also obeying. There cannot be faith without obedience. You know, if you believe that, that you must obey God and live in accordance to his will, see, when, you're, when, when you obey God through faith and you live in a life of faith, your will become his will. And what is God's will? His word. See, when you are living a life of faith, the things that you do are always pleasing to God and will always accomplish his will. So faith is action. You know, when you, when you go through faith, and when you really get the full meaning of who you are in Christ, 
when you know that you are more than a conqueror. That you know you're on top, only not beneath. That you know that the words you speak either move angels or demons. You know that you got the angels on, 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 on your back to do anything that you need to do. Then the things you speak, like Psalm 23rd, the 23rd Psalm, you can, you can do it with a new light now. You can say that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me to the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then, yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God said, fear not, for I am with you. When I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I have no fear, for he's with me. His rod and his staff are there to comfort me. He prepared the table for me in the, in the presence of my enemy. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're, if you're obedient, you should eat the good of the land. So he prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He anointed my head with oil, my cup runs over. And guess what? If I do happen to stumble, goodness and mercy got my back. We know that goodness and mercy got our back. So when you know what you have, the exceedingly great and precious promise that God has given us, you can speak his word with, 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 uh, with renewed mind. Because our mind is renewed to what God has said, what God has said about us. Not by what we say about ourselves, but we have to know what God said about us. You know, we have done so many things. But the things, the one thing that we have to do in order to live a life of faith, we have to make a decision. See, we know the word of God. And Elijah said, how long will you be caught between two opinions. And the only thing we do to live a life of faith, we have to make that decision. We know the word. We know what God has said about us. We know we're more than conquerors. We know that, 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 that our father loves us. Let me tell you another story. I was overseas in Okinawa. Said, okay, here we go, that Marine Corps stuff again. I was over in Okinawa when we were living, uh, we were living in, in Kenza Towers. At that point, we couldn't have any animals. We couldn't have no dog or anything. So I told my daughter, well, I tell you what. When we get us a house, get back to the States, I'll get you a dog. All right, no problem. So we spent our three years over in Okinawa. So we come back to the States. So, you know, uh, I said, well, I don't want no dog because I know the problem they are, right? So I try to get her a little hamster, you know, put the hamster in the room. Okay, maybe, maybe she'll be satisfied with that. You know, but she always saying, I'm going to get a dog. And she would tell everybody, I'm going to get a dog. I said, well, we finally got the house over there. We, we bought the house. And then uh, she came up and she said, uh, she was talking to somebody. She said, uh, well, time for me to get my dog now. 
And I was listening. I said, well, she said, how you know your daddy going to get you a dog? I said, I know my daddy going to get me a dog. Because he's a Christian, and he can't lie. <laughs> now, me being a human father can keep my promises. What will your heavenly father do? What will your heavenly father do if I'm human and knowing that I cannot go back on my word? He's not a man that he should lie. So every promise that he has made, every scripture he put out there, he is more than able to perform his word. Not only able, he's willing to perform his word. You know what we have to realize that our God will not hurt us. And the devil can't hurt us. Not unless we let him. Because like Pastor Yawka, he's just a punk. The only thing he can do is deceive. You ever wonder why you get so many conversations in your head? But the devil talking over here. Spirit of faith talking over here. See, well, that's when we get in that valley of decision. What report are you going to believe? I don't know. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. This little thing over here that's yakking, 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 just thump them off, just like Pastor TJ said. Because the only thing he can do is deceive. He can only hurt you only if you let him. Satan has no power over us. Like I said about the demons, have no power over us. We have all the power. The only thing we've got to do is, is, is use it. So don't be stuck between two opinions. Decide today. Either God is God or the devil is the devil. You make that decision on how you want to live your life. You make this, that, on that decision on who you want to be. You know, Christ was crucified. Let me go back to the script. I want to go back to Galatians 2, 2 and 20. You can pull it up for me. Said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for you. See, faith worketh by love. See, if you find a person that says, okay, I don't feel out of love. I don't love this person anymore. That's a misnomer. How can you fall out of love? If God is love, then that means God has to cease to exist. That means you never loved that person to begin with. You know, so if faith works by love and God is love then our faith works through the love of God. So if we love, then everything that we do, our works will fall into line with what God wants us to do. Because God is love, and God sent his word, and his word is his will. So brothers and sisters, this morning, we're at that valley of decision on, can we live this life of faith? Can we speak and knowing the outcome? 
We don't stand by uh, uh, saying, okay, it might happen. Or we stand out with, a, with hope that, okay, this, we, we hope this will happen. But we got to know that God is able and God is willing to perform his word. So this morning, let's make a declaration of faith. Just like that declaration of faith that we made earlier. Let's not be moved by the things around us. Let's not be moved by things people say to us. You know, when we, have, when we live a life of faith, worry is not a part of it. You know, I often say, I'm not going to sit up all night and worry about a situation. Because I got a God that says he never slumbers or sleep. If he's going to be woke, why should I be? So I don't worry about that stuff like that. You know, God don't give us that spirit of worry. If we live a life of faith, then all that stuff is taken care of. I know one time, my wife and daughter kid me about it all the time. But I had such a faith in God as far as healing goes, I would never go to the doctor. I said, well, why should I pay tithes and pay a doctor bill too? Now, look here, don't y'all go out there and say, oh, Elder Tom said, you don't need to go to the doctor. Uh, don't y'all do no stuff like that now. But that's where my faith was. That's what I believe. Now, I believe if I get injured or get hurt, then God is obligated to take care of me because I pay tithes. I shouldn't be paying doctor bills. But that's where I was. So don't do y'all do that now. You know, you know, do the things as wisdom. But see, my faith overread my wisdom at some point. But you know what? It, it always worked for me. It did. It always worked for me. One time I cut the top of my hand off, man, it was completely off. So, man, I got me a sewing thimble, you know, so nothing hit it. Put the sewing thimble on, put some tape around and let it go. Now I can't even see where it was. That worked for me. It might not work for you. You know, this is where your faith is. What you are believing God for. See, God meets you where you are. But never forget, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. If you don't put the word in you, then God don't have anything to come back to. See, God said he confirmed what? He confirmed his word with signs following. He don't confirm what we say. He confirmed his word. Just like our angels go on the flight, the angels only move by the word of God. They sell the strength hearkening unto the voice of his word. So the more word we get into us, the higher our faith level would be. Then you'll be to the point where you live a life of faith. Because God is always confirming what you already have inside. Let me tell you another thing. I really... A couple of weeks ago, I started dealing with the VA. Everybody know what the Veteran Administration. So I had all these ailments when I was in the military. Right? So the whole while I've been out, I've been believing in God that all these ailments are gone. I don't have them anymore. And I hadn't. Till I started dealing with the VA. What happened? You go in, then they start reading, oh, you had, a, you had arthritis in the left arm. Your, your knee was messed up. And they said, is that correct? I can't sit there and lie and say, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I had all these injuries. 
Man, I got back from the VA a couple of days ago and everything on me was hurting. <laughs> yeah, I was mad. Because they made me speak those things against what I was believing. You know, you filling out these forms, they make you say everything that's wrong with you. So when I got back home, my neck was hurting, my legs were hurting, my knees were hurting. Everything on me was hurting. Because I spoke against what I, the, the, the seed I, had, I already had planted in the ground. And God was confirming his word in my life. I had no pain, no nothing. God was confirming his word. But when I spoke against it, all that went away. So now I got to build my faith back up about my healing. Build my faith back up about all those pain that's going through my body. But see, that's how God's work. We're only limited by the lack of knowledge. When God said my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, that's what he means. We have to have the knowledge of him. We have the knowledge of what is his exceedingly precious promises. What are they? We have to have that knowledge and put it in our spirit. Then when that thing comes up, when it said a, 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 a living well will spring out, that's the word that you have in you. And then you got something for God to work with. You got something for the angels to work with because you're constantly putting that word in. So like I said, if you don't get nothing else today, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And whatever measure that you use to, to hear the word and receive the word, it's going to be measured back to you again. And Joe didn't say that. Jesus said that. So we need to put the word in as much as we can get. We need to stop having idle time and get into the word. Because it's just not a hearing. You know, faith comes by hearing. Hearing. But hearing, understanding understanding the word. So let's make a conscious effort. Let's get out of that valley of decision. Let, let, let's get from between those two opinions and say that I am with God. I am getting into this word. I'm going to be on my faith level where I live a life of faith and not have them stand in a prayer line saying, please pray for me. Some people come say, uh, uh, or you uh, please pray for me, and they get to talking to each other. Say, well, what's wrong with you? Well, my arm hurting, uh, my head can't stay on straight. And man, you get some people they they they, they start getting the laundry, uh, this laundry laundry list out. See who see who, who hurt the worst. Well, my head hurt. Well, my, I ain't got a head. <laughs> you know, they always talk on things instead of talking to God about the things. You know what I mean? You can talk to those things that ails you when you live a life of faith. You talk to them. You talk to that headache. You talk to that discomfort. You talk to your finances. Say, money, come now. You talk to it. You're living a life of faith. All right, from this, what time is it? Level 18? From this time forth, we're going to live a life of faith. We're going to believe God is more than able to perform what he said in his word. We're going to get in his word each and every day. You know, forget about that TV every once in a while. 
You know, even the, even the evangelist, the TV evangelist, let them go. Get into the word yourself. You know, discuss it among each other. Because iron sharpens iron. You know, we need to put the word in us. The more word we have in us, the more God can work with, the more word he can confirm in our lives. Because right now we need confirmation. There's so much going on to the world that, you know, I got the end here. This world, this city, our county will not change until we change it. We the church. If we don't start taking our rifle place, this thing will spiral out of control. But God put us here to what? To establish his covenant. And we're the only one who can do it. We're the believers. So we have to live a life of faith. So let us pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you confirm your word with signs following. Father, I thank you that word would not return unto you void. Father, whatever word we put in the atmosphere that's coming out of our bellies, Father, that you will confirm and it will not return to your throne void. You will send it back, Father, to accomplish that which you please and prosper to the thing for it till you sent it. Father, we, right now we take this time, Father, and, 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 and we will make a conscious effort to get into your word. Father, we will study, line upon line, precept upon precept, and we'll get into our spirit. Father, that we can start speaking those things and see the earth realm move. And Father, I thank you because you know no, no bounds, no distance, and no time. And Father, we can speak those things here in the United States and change the world in China. And Father, we thank you that we will live a life of faith. Father, we will give up all this free time and Father, we get into your word and start building ourselves building ourself up to where the point we need to be. And Father, we thank you. We bless you and we praise you that we can live a life of faith, that we can have the faith of Abraham and believe that whatever you said, you are more than able to confirm. And we give you all praise, all glory, and all honor. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.